Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to 94 and More, presented by Bristol Studio. While a basketball court might be 94 feet, we believe it's limiting to solely look at this beautiful game as a sport. In our minds, it's closer to an art form, even a tool through which we can study the world and learn about ourselves. I'm your host, Jake Fenster, and on this podcast, we will explore the game of basketball, not only as a sport, but as a dynamic force that influences culture, builds bridges, and has the ability to shape our national conversation. Hope you enjoy. As always, feel free to reach out to us at 94 at bristol-studio.com and follow us on Instagram at Bristol Studio and at 94 and more podcast. All right, let's get into the show. So today I'm here with Vic. Vic, how you doing? What's up, Jake? It's good to be back. It is. It is. Uh, how's everything been on your end? Oh, it's been good, man. We, um, it's actually been a crazy month, to be honest. It's, it's been um, kind of hectic, but... You know, I'm happy to, to be here in Tasmania. We have the NBL Blitz uh, starting tomorrow, actually. Tasmania. We play on t- on Tuesday, 16th. 16th. No, 16th in, Aust- in Tasmania, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, would, I've, I would have never told you when I was uh, young or even last year when I was in L.A. that I would, I would be in Tasmania. So, you know, I'm happy to be here. It's exciting. The landscape here is crazy, by the way. Like, I'm super sure. Super hilly. If only I could and, see uh, it. I'm just looking at your ceiling. Well, here, I'll show you. Yeah, show me, show, show, show the people. I'll describe it to the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can narrate it. I've seen a lot of white walls and gray curtains. Yeah, no, you can, you can, you'll see the whole, the whole bay and everything. Let's see it. Okay, a little, little water. Nice little lake. Everybody's well, on the it's lake. an island. It's an island. It's the ocean. Oh, oh it's the ocean. That's nice. <laughs> I think very so. hilly. This is, this is beautiful. I, I recommend. Yeah, it's I just go always. Tasmania. You do. It's just always gloomy, but it's, it's like a little super gloomy. like nice. It is a little gloomy. It's gloomy and cold. It's like 50 degrees Fahrenheit here. Are you? Yeah. I was going to say, I expected, I guess, yeah, it's a little chilly. It's a little chilly. Well, it's, it's real it's south. Normal. It's like, it's, it's yeah. an island south of Australia, but um, it's a part of Australia. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. not connected to the mainland, but it's super cold here. It snows here. It snows there? God. Yeah, like, here, I'll tell you right Australia. now. Like, nah, bro, it doesn't really snow in Australia other than like some parts of Melbourne, kind of, I guess, Adelaide, kind of, but it's really... Mm-hmm. Uh, Tasmania snow. New Zealand gets some snow, I think, but it is here. It's 51 degrees and it's raining mm. Fahrenheit in but, the summer okay. in Tasmania. Well, we're getting off topic a little bit, but um, you're right. are you, you're not playing on Tuesday though. You're not ready. No, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm full go. Now. Oh, you're back. I've been full oh, go the last two weeks. Oh, wow. That's big news. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm ready to chug it on, chug on along. I'm, I'm in. Are you excited? Yeah, dude. Like, so like, uh, so like I said, it's been a real trying month, yeah. right? Like, um, so I, so I got to Perth, I got out of quarantine and, uh, you know, like Mike said, what we do, what they do is they take you through a ton of, um, they take you through a ton of medical stuff out the gate to make sure you're healthy, you know, yeah. if they're going to waive you or keep you or not, you know, all this different stuff just to make sure like at the end of the day, like you're, you're clear to play, like you're healthy, you're not a risk that they're taking, you know, and investing mm-hmm. all the money. So when I got in, you know, I, I uh, just coming off the ankle surgery, which we've talked about in the pot, torn perineal tendon, um, which stabilized your foot on the outside of your foot. Um, yep. I tore it in Brisbane last season. I had surgery, played in summer league, 
felt fine. Got to Perth, they're like, let's do an MRI just to make sure everything's all right. And uh, let's, you know, let's just go from there. So I'm like, yeah, you know, that's, that's perfectly fine with me. That seems pretty standard, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it comes back and it says that I have like some, a bruise basically along the scar of my, um, you know, surgical hmm. scar. And uh, it, it, I think it's the exact spot where like my bone spur got buried down. And then the doctor's like, you know, at this point in your recovery phase, it should have healed a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we're going to need to like rest you a little bit. Cause you know, you don't want this to like get worse or like deepen or anything. Yeah. So I'm like, cool. So for about three weeks there, I couldn't really do any team activity stuff. I could only do real light, basic workouts on the side. And from a mental standpoint, for me, you know, like coming to Perth, like, especially after being in quarantine for two weeks, I was just ready to finally play again. Like I didn't want to, to be held out. I didn't want to sit down again. I was, I was tired of the whole rehabilitation stage of surgery, right? Like I was, I was ready. Like we were in the five months out now, six months out and I was just ready to like get back doing stuff. But you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, Perth had to do, you know, what's best. Mm -hmm. It had to be smart about like not trying to push me too hard from the get go. Um, so the first three weeks, it was just really mentally um, tough to keep staying positive, keep staying engaged while I was just off to the side doing these real, like, just, you know, catch and shoot stuff, right? Like nothing serious. And then we would end early and I would just have to watch the team practicing and doing stuff. I'm like, man, let the boy off the leash, right? Like, let me get out there. Yeah. Like in my head, I'm fine. But, you know, obviously in a medical opinion, like you got to yeah, give him a, a week or two to let careful, him settle down. Yeah. Yeah. But that's exciting. So Tuesday, the big debut. Tuesday I'm out. Well, it's still pre no, this is preseason, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm yeah, preseason. Finally. That's exciting, man. Are you um have you been playing it over in your head? Are you like dreaming about it already? Playing? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was in summer league. So well, I got stuck out there, you know, for a couple that was games. A while ago. That was a while ago. No, but no, I haven't. We we've been scrimmaging as a team. We got refs yeah. in, we've been playing. So, you know, I've 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 gotten to integrate with the team pretty well. Um, and play with them and get like a good taste of like Perth basketball and all that tradition and yeah and whatnot. We just went to the season of, launch the other day. You have a lot of American uh, imports on that team. We got three, right? three. That's three. it. Three. I think like every team. What every team it? gets three. Oh, that's oh, I didn't even know it was. I didn't know it was Max. Wait, wait a minute now, Jake. You're saying we got oh. more than we're supposed to. You're gonna have teams flagging us down. Let me backtrack. Let me backtrack. They only have three. <laughs> yeah. No, man, no, three. Mike's, the a, Mike's a third. Mike's a third. Oh, I thought you already – for some reason, I thought you already had three and adding Mike. I thought it was a four. What are you, are you counting me as, a, as an Aussie? So what, what, what's going on? I don't know. I'm not – We got another my, – I'm scattered brained right now. I, I, man, if, if, Complex we, if Con, we got another – Complex Con did something to me. Complex Con took something okay, from so me. Okay, wait, so wait, wait. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you said that. So, you know, we kind of caught up about my end. Talk us through Bristol Studio on Complex Con this week, past weekend. I'm going to spare everyone listening the real details of what I went through in that weekend. No, nah, no, nah, we, we got to hear everything, man. Down at Long Beach, you can't no, hear it. No, because I, I don't yet. want, I don't, I don't want anyone to get upset, but I'm going to, I'll say this. I will so say gonna, every, You're going to treat them like it's just like glitz and glam complex, kind of like it doesn't take hard work to set it up? No, no, it takes hard work. But let me tell you, there's something else that happens sometimes when it has nothing to do with hard work. It has something to do with everything going wrong before you can even do the hard work. Everything and anything went wrong leading up For your to the actual just, show. Just, just every inch at the booth, build out <laughs> to like okay. vendors to the space, like the convention right. center having issues to the free, like just, I was tested 
and push to a whole different place. And I'm just happy that I was able to rally myself mentally and keep it going, push through and have a very successful show. And I'm very appreciative of all of the, um, the family members, the Bristol team members that helped make right. it possible. But it, it took a toll on my body and my mind for sure. Right. We've got young fashion people who are listening to the pod who actually listen. So can you, can you talk us through like logistically, like from a fashion person's perspective, what goes into getting a booth at Complex Con, and like what yeah. actually like goes into like setting it up and doing all that? All right, let's think. So it starts with relationships. So it starts with first like getting to know people in that space, um, basically the right. people who are responsible for booking the show. Um, which is that complex? Know, complex con? No, it's it's separate from complex. Um, okay. People we've just gotten to know from you know working with them in other arenas when they worked maybe at other companies right. and they moved and mm-hmm. and just developing those relationships over time. Um, basically, then once you decide to do the show, you figure out what size booth you're going to do. The price varies. It also depends on partnerships or and or exclusive releases like there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into um the like choosing the actual booth and negotiating those terms um but once that's all kind of straightened out you you know you they reach out to you on a pretty consistent basis you know about content they need to promote for the show you know logo files um making sure that like the booth you know the name is spelled the right way all things like that Mm -hmm. that people just take for granted that like you know, you got to check in on those little things. Um, so basically once you, you know, sign the contracts and everything's squared away, then it comes down to the show time. Um, you make sure that you have all people working your booth, that they have access, that you can pick up the tickets to make sure everybody can get in. Okay. Um, and then what we do is we get there like a day early. We take a day to just really like get the lay of the land. So we go early, um, to say, all right, this is where you enter. This is, you know, we have your ticket. So we'll, we'll meet you at 7am outside. You park here, you come to this point, you know, just kind of giving them the lay of the land. So yeah, you give a practice anybody, anybody working, you know, on Friday doesn't have to start from, you know, ground zero, they start from a different level yeah. and we can already right. get the ground running. Um, yep. but yeah, so we take a day for that. And then, you know, we took Friday as a full build out day. And so we were there from, uh, 7 a.m. till 11:30. Um, you know, again, dealing with any kind of issue you can imagine. You know, or, right. uh, just, just everything. It's a big show. There's a lot of things going on, a lot of moving parts. So you have to stay on top of it. You have to make sure no one's going to just um, look out for you. You know, because there's just too much. So you have to make sure that uh, you hold people accountable. If you need electricity, you make sure that uh, the electricity is going to be put in appropriately or you make sure that you know your sign is correct and if it's not you had to go find right. the right people to adjust it things like that just logistical things before you even really start building out your space but also we had designed our space based on the specs that we had decided on and um, so once all of those things were straightened out it came down to just you know the people we had hired getting them into the venue to put the vinyls right. on the walls uh, we mm-hmm. moved our papa shot in so the little mini arcade basketball machine yep uh, we set that up ourselves, you know, bringing the clothes, getting the clothing rack mm-hmm. made, getting uh, the containers there to hold the inventory, just all those things, making sure it's set up. So that way, when you get there on Saturday, maybe you're doing last minute touches, maybe you're um, right, maybe everything, sure everything looks set. good, but you're not, you're not setting up show day. 
So then it goes to, you know, Saturday and and Sunday are transaction focused and and you're meeting people and building new relationships, um, spreading awareness about your brand. And then Sunday night is takedown. So we were there from Masai and I were there from 7 a.m. My partner Masai uh, from 7 a.m. till I got home at 2 a.m. And that was on Masai's birthday as well. Um, Yeah. So, you know, it's... it's the not so pretty side of things, but it's the necessary yeah. part of it. It's the, um, you know, as we grow and start building out a team, it's going to change. But, you know, being a small team and, and being a smaller brand, those are the sacrifices you have to make. Um, and for a right. show like ComplexCon, that's what goes into it. Um, I didn't see, I didn't even really like walk to other people's booths. I barely ate mm-hmm. food. I had, you know, I was on coffee, <laughs> and snacks here and there and, and, you know, right. I'm running around carrying heavy shit, moving, you know, just flying around and it's a blur. And before you know it, it's over. And you're you on sound like Alan in the 70s. I mean, it's a blur, man. It really is. <laughs> Some people are enjoying the show. Some people are walking around. Some people are waiting in hour long lines for food. And um, okay. I was at the booth, you know, so it's it's fun. It is exciting. And it's great to meet new people and people that have passion about what you're doing. And obviously sales are great. Um, but it's just the, you know, there's multiple sides of it. There is the, the yeah. tough part and there is the real part. And then there's the, uh, the part of it that makes it all worth it and gives you the energy to keep doing those types of things. Yeah. So let's, so, um, so we talk about, no, no, we needed all that. Every, you know, I, so it's actually cool to say, cause I'm, so people talk to me, right? Like I'm, I'm one of the, the bigger Bristol studio, like You're promoter. I love talking about Bristol. No, no, no. Bristol's a big deal. I love talking about Bristol, like hearing the guys out. And, yeah. it, and I feel like a lot of people in Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. And this will be other places. That I don't just want to stereotype just Chicago. But I know a lot of young young kids growing up, right? Yeah. And it's very easy. And I don't mean easy in the sense that it's easy to start, right? Because as yeah. you just said, going into fashion and actually trying to build a brand, doing stuff like complex kind, making those connections, building good product, selling the product, like getting the word out, is very difficult. Oh, yeah. Right? But yeah. deciding that you don't want to work in corporate America and that you just want to do fashion is very easy. Like making that decision that you're like, nah, you know, I kind of like clothes and shoes. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do fashion is easy. Like that's an easy thing to do for some people. And mm-hmm. I, I've met a lot of people in Chicago and even a lot of like, you know, younger friends, cousins, like whatever. They're just like, I'm going to be like a fashion designer, right? Like I'm going to make t-shirts. Like I'm going to do all this. But mm-hmm. like, I think what they don't understand is that shit's hard. Like, it's not just like some, some something that you can just be like, now nah, you yeah. know what? I'm going to make a couple of t-shirts. I'm going to blow up. Yeah. I'll be the next Bristol studio. I'll be the next Christian Dior. Like I'm, I'm going to be the next big thing. Right. Cause there are yeah. so many people now who are trying to do that. Right. Like that space is getting yeah, very, very, you know, crowded. Right. And yeah. I feel like um, it, it's good that you said that because people hopefully who listen can understand mm. like this, you know, if, if you're going to do it, like you have to commit yourself to want to do it yeah. right it's a long I mean, you day have to, long nights you got to be passionate about what you're doing and i think the thing that we're doing is we have a, a niche that we believe in and mm-hmm. it's really just telling our story in a way that we don't we haven't seen another brand approach basketball right. the way that, that we are and you know the way that we feel about it so it's really just like doubling down tripling down on that and right. um like you said it's not easy but what makes it easy is is understanding that understanding that this isn't going to happen overnight um a lot of people mm-hmm. want to get into these these fields because there's a lot of um hype and clout 
I hate that yeah. word, but but that's like what people want. <laughs> that's what people want right now. People yeah. want to have a blue check. Right. They want to feel like you know they're hanging out with celebrities. They're doing cool things. They're going to the. They want to feel shows. important. Like they want to feel important, yeah. but. But if that's what you're rooted in, if that's the point, then it's not really about building a fashion brand. It's not really about building a clothing right. business. Um, and for us, what we really boil it down and we really have the, the, you know, the tough, the long conversations where we're yelling at each other passionately because we're arguing over something we believe in and it's all out of love, but it goes to those places. At the end of the day, we know what we want and what we want is to build something that outlives all of us and creates opportunity. Yeah. And it's something that excites us and we believe in it. So it's not hard for us to do. Yes, it's hard. There are hard days and hard nights and hard moments, but it's a lot easier because we're living something that we believe in rather than mm -hmm. doing something that we don't enjoy or we're faking because we right. just want to be uh, famous or, you know, have pictures with celebrities. Like that's not why we're in this. It's never been why we're in this. So those long nights are not a surprise to us. Like we welcome yep. those long nights. Like, yes, one day we, we won't be doing that. Um, but we understand that the beauty is in the journey more than, you know, the end, the end goal. Like, it'll be great to look back and see what we've built one day. But also, I know for a fact, we're going to miss, you know, going in and out after an 18 hour day and, right. yeah. you know, dead, you know, dead tired. And we're all just looking at each other like, how did we do it again? You know, those moments yeah. um, that no one can take away from you that you'll always have with those people that, you know, you feel close to and, and trust and love. Like, that is really what it's all about. And finding fulfillment right. um, in what you do, and and that makes it a lot easier. But like you said, a lot of people are, are looking to do these things and and get into this space. Um, but I think a lot of people don't last because they do it for the wrong reasons. Absolutely, and I, think, you know, that I, I totally agree with you. No, I mean I totally agree with you. I think this is all knowledge. That I'm, I'm glad you're you're hitting the younger generation, and giving them the knowledge about the young, you know, folks. what it takes, and like doing it doing it with the people that you love and that you enjoy doing this with, man. Because it, it is yeah. true. But let's, uh, you know, I got, I got, we got to bang out, we got to bang out the quick hitters now. I know yeah. you don't, it's not all about yeah. the who's coming and all that, but we got to bang out the quick hitters now. So, rapid fire questions. Yeah. You know, you can give long answers, you can give short ones, man. I'll keep them short. Just got to knock these out. Okay. Um, Complex Con, what, uh, outside of Bristol Studio, what were some of your favorite boots? Like, kind of the aesthetic of them, their product, or something that you thought were cool? Didn't see any. Okay. Didn't see any. But literally like walked by them, like didn't, didn't like fully engage. I mean, we had some, you know, some yeah. friends who had booths, like kids of immigrants had a booth. Our friend Mamadou mm -hmm. uh, Sesbon had a booth. Uh, the okay. NBA booth was next to us. So I saw their booth. Um, mm -hmm. But to be honest, like I literally did not get a chance to really like walk around and enjoy it. I saw setup and takedown. Okay. Um, what were some of the items you guys had at Complex Town that you were selling? Or that might've been Complex Town exclusives? Yeah, so we had like pretty much everything from our signature collection to triple hem shorts, uh, Jake cargo pants, um, uh, socks, like our double hem socks, signature socks. But the exclusive products were our, our like Lakers colorways of the triple hem mashup shorts. Um, we had a Minneapolis like Lakers colorway and then a, you know, kind of more current Lakers colorway. Yep. Two, two versions of our NBA socks, an ankle and like a regular length one the OG super thick white socks just with like a Bristol studio NBA um, embroidered logo. And then we had a, uh, well, we hold on, hold on, folks. you got the, the yeah. super thick ones are back. Yeah. Oh, well, hold on. I gotta go on bristolstudio.com right yeah, now. Yeah, they're back. Please well, I just, they're back. they're back. Um, but then uh, we also released an official game ball that we made kind of to mirror the Wilson basketball and yep. Rashad, who's our other partner 
and the commissioner of our Bristol run, we put his signature on the basketball, which actually was really cool. Um, oh, so that's dope. like a, that's oh, a yeah, very, like, very, like the Adam. So yeah, or yeah, like Adam yeah, thing yeah, yeah. So okay. that's a very, very limited piece. Like, I think we only have like, I don't even know. We barely have any of those. That was just like a concept that we just wanted to get it done. Um, just so we could have it. Do for, you, like, will you run. actually, will you use that basketball for the Bristol run? Would that yeah, be like the official yeah. game ball? It's coming. Yeah. Oh, it's dope. coming back. It's coming back. The run's okay. coming back. When's it going to start again? Just for anybody listening. Uh, we have, we have a gym. Up. We have a gym starting uh, next week. Oh, dope. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, three more questions. Three more. All right, go. What was your, what was, what was the uh, most bought item? Ooh, most bought item. What was the most popular item at a conference for you guys? The triple hem shorts and the double hem socks. So I need like those pieces the- that really told the story about like stacking, you know, stacking mm-hmm. your socks, your, you know, shirts or just layering. Yeah. Um, people were obsessed with those. Those definitely were a big hit. People who never seen uh, our product or had seen it online, when they saw the shorts on the rack, um, yeah, that really pulled they them. They loved in. them. Um, give me, give me some popular names. Give me some celebs that stopped by or that came in the, came into the booth. That, uh, that you, want me to name, you want me to name job right now? Yeah, I, of course I want your name job. We gotta have it. I know right, you won't I, do it, so I gotta ask. I you will questions. do. I will do two names because these are people okay. that we've interacted with many times, and they and on social media we posted about them or had interactions with them because um, I hate doing this, but. Um, so IGP was there. And so we had famously had a challenge at the studio. He came by once and we played Papa shot and he couldn't beat my score. Yeah. And he was in my okay. ear, like yelling at me, trying to make me miss. So he, <laughs> yeah. he stopped by and I was like, let's go. Like, you know, I challenged him again and he almost got me. I was, he was in my ear chirping <laughs> and I almost smoked it and I pulled through okay. and I beat him again. Okay. Um, which was Clutch nice Gene coming in. Yeah. And then Bobby Hundreds, who's actually been someone that's been kind of a mentor. He started the brand, The Hundreds. He's been someone yep. that's been kind of a mentor for us. Um, he stopped nice. by and it was kind of a cool moment just to, to share like the growth. And we hadn't seen him in a while. So um, yeah. to just have that moment where he looked at where we've where we've gotten to. And, and um, yeah, it was more about just reflecting. And, and for me, it was uh, it was a cool moment just to, to think about you know, how much has changed right. and how much growth there has been. So those only two. Did he names. have a booth there? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Okay. Um, but, kind of alluded to it. Nah, I mean, you, I mean, we needed it. We needed it. Come on now. That name dropped right. some people. You didn't want to say bad girl Riri was there, but you know. I didn't even if, see her. They were in a whole different part if, of if the. She, if she walked by, she was at the Bristol booth. Let me tell you I'm something. Count I was ca- as a, as a Bristol whilst, while that was happening. I, I was carrying the Papa shot, like, I don't even know how, like a mile from, from the, the docks <laughs> to a parking lot with help. Like, it was not pretty right. while everyone's standing up screaming about <laughs> Rihanna getting into a, an SUV. So, like, there yeah. was no moment for me to interact with her, I'll tell you that much. You're, you were back in the side like a, like a par- packing mule trying to get the, the stuff. Literally, literally, the only part <laughs> we would have interacted was as they're pulling out, they happened to drive right by us carrying our shit to the U-Haul. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only way me and bad girl Riri were, were coming face to face. Maybe she ran, you know, they right. ran into us or something. Um, okay. Final question of our, our rapid fire. Uh, mm. You kind of touched on it. Did anyone mm. beat your score or my score? I don't know if we tied. We're going to say we tied. So it would be able to beat our score. Probably. I'll say this. I'll say this. I did one attempt to start the day. I got 28 and 30 seconds. Okay. That's all we did. 30 seconds. A little kid, maybe 12, was at our booth for maybe three hours getting in line. There was a line the whole time. So this kid was waiting in line, shooting, shooting, shooting. So he, got thir- Folks, he got 30. Shoot. No, well, I'm, just, I'm saying it's not about me. 
It's Wait, not the dedication. Three hours, a three a three hour time. He was there. He I'm I'm talking about dedication to and love the of yeah. the game. This kid yeah. would, He's would go. He would go. He would he wouldn't beat 30. He would get back in line, go again, get back in line, go again for like three hours. And he hit 30. So he won a big basketball. And I was I was very impressed. Give him some trip, give him some sign, Jake Fence to triple him shorts or something. He got a three he got hours. He got a ball. He got a big uh, basketball. We weren't giving ball? those away. Yeah. Uh, no, he got a, bl- a black one. But we weren't giving those away. So I told him if he hit 30, he could have it. Everyone else was winning the mini okay. basketballs. But he, you know. Okay. Okay. He, 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 showed, some, he showed some respect. Yeah, exactly. Okay. exactly. All, right, all right, guys. You guys heard about Compost Con, Long Beach. Um, have, I'm actually happy that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't there this time because I feel like I would have spit my whole check. But. You I'm would have been in trouble. Studios, you would have been in trouble. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, I know. I spent all my money. All of it gone. All of it. All right, are you ready? Are you ready to get into the NFL? Do we? Ha- do we have to? I'm not in the NFL, not, but not, not fantasy. Because fantasy, fantasy yeah, ever since fantasy. we spoke, actually, maybe I can reverse my luck. Because last time we spoke about fantasy, I think I was bragging, and uh, since then I've lost every game. Derrick Henry's hurt now. Straight. Well, Derrick Henry's hurt. Yeah. Calvin really said I'm done with football. Uh, Kyler Murray's hurt. He did. Um, he did. What else? <laughs> I think every, my top four picks are all just like <laughs> not playing in the NFL right now. What else? What else? So he and everyone, football. everyone in the league is scoring their most points against me. So at this point, I just it's just not my year. You started off so year. hot too. You were such you were so such a strong point total, bro. Calvin really just sat down. Calvin said Matt Ryan has ruined the game of football for me. I need you're to lying. No, he didn't. No, I know, but I'm saying like. It's not fun for him yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, we, we know. His we mental know. health has declined, and he's taking space. Yeah. But, you know, he's still in his prime. Oh, man. So it hurts. Well, since we're talking about fantasy football, I'm going to go ahead and talk about mine. And uh, you, I don't know if I, I, I want to give you uh, a chance to give me some advice, but five straight nothing. doesn't look like the perfect GM to, to give I got nothing. Advice. Okay, so anyway, to the people listening, I drafted Odell back. And now he's a Ram. Seventh round. Seventh Smart round, man. right? Thinking like, Odell's breaking out this year. This is going to be the year, excuse me, he breaks out. I know it. I play him every game this season, right? He's in every game. He's not doing nothing, right, because him and Baker can't find a connection. Fine. I've got Emmanuel Sanders and, early on in the season, uh, Cordero Patterson sitting on a bench, shining. I finally put Cordero out there, right? He, we're doing good. My team is 6-3, and three, so we're, we're right to hunt for a, a prime playoff spot. This week, you know, as everyone knows, we're off. Following uh, the news and media, Odell is free, right? Odell gets free. Also, shout out Britney Spears. She won her, her conservatorship. The case, she's free too. Two big names. What is our podcast? Free. What is uh, our podcast? <laughs> I'm just saying, shout out my girl Britney. I'm, I'm just throwing. No, I mean, I'm not mad at you. She's free I'm not too. Mad at you. <laughs> We've just taken a but, couple turns. So uh, here's here's my here's my week. I got Josh Allen at quarterback. Aaron Jones at running back is my first pick. I got to play him. Cordero Patterson is my second running back. Tyler Lockett, because he had a big week last week, and Russell Wilson's finally back. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel Sanders at my second wide receiver, and this is where the question comes in. Darren Waller, tight end. Darrell Williams, flex, because he's, you know, I, I feel like Kansas City's going to keep giving him the ball. Browns defense, and then Matt Gay at kicker. And here's my question. Yeah. Do I start Emmanuel Sanders, or is this the week OBJ finally bounces back? Is he – he's playing Sunday. He is playing – yeah, he's playing. It's Monday. I he's playing he, Monday against San Francisco. Oh, he's playing Monday. Okay, my gut. And it's an early game in San Francisco. So bad. 12-15. My gut is you play OBJ because he's probably been waiting for this moment, and he's 
he's going to be – He's going to break out. He's going to have some something extra in his step, and he's going to be excited. And he's going to be – and Stafford's going to find him on like a 70-yard touchdown, and it's just going to be magic. You think so? That might be the biased Rams fans speaking. <laughs> I San could totally miss this. this. Uh, not, Three and five. They're not great. Apart. No, they're, they're not great. Apart. You know what? Forget it. I'm playing them. I'm playing them. I think I'm, you play I'm, them. I'm That's advice. exciting. That's more exciting than playing Emmanuel Sanders. Like, you get to watch Monday Night Football. OBJ's in. You have some a reason to root for him. Like, oh, you know. my goodness. His his projection just went down again. So, I loaded it earlier today. He's projected seven. Emmanuel Sanders is projected 13. Ooh. Now they got OBJ projected at four. That's hurt. I don't think he's going to do anything. All right. So, you play because he's probably seeing that. He's probably, he's probably paying attention. Our ESPN boards are saying he's going to get two targets. One catch for 20 yards. Point one chance to get a touchdown. And you're telling you me. Him. I think you play him. Here's the video. Here's the video. Here's the video we're looking at. Why OBJ is going to a fantasy-friendly offense with the Rams. Another video. Play Odell this week. I say you play him. Play him. I, I want to play him too. I'm just saying I got to win this week because I got four guys in my division that are six and three. Who are you playing, me? No, I'm not playing you. I would beat you if we were playing you. I, I'd throw him out there. <laughs> this is This is – I have – a, a six-game losing streak for everyone listening. And I have a matchup this week. And right now, the projection, this is how miserable this has been for me. My I'm projected to score 99.9. You know what the other person's projected to score, Vic? Can you guess 140, it? 140? Probably 140. 99.6. So not only is it telling <laughs> me I have a chance, it's telling me I might win by a very slim margin. So now I know I'm going to get crushed. Like, it's just going to hurt even more when I lose this game. I'm about to look it up. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up, boys. And it's Father a two and seven. Miles Gaskin had 5.5 points. The only thing saving you is Mark Andrews had a great game. It's it's two point. It's uh, I'm playing someone who's also two and seven. So this is a big week. Yeah, for yeah. Not, Kenny not, Diggs is a real bad team. Yeah. Meg, Pod, Meg Podcast. Podgorski. Yeah. Pod, he's not your Pod, Pod. I don't know how to say it. Podgorski. Podgorski. Oh, yeah, well, it be we interesting. Can't, we, can't, we can't sell Meg out like this. Not on the pod. Podgorski. Podgorski. Uh, two and seven. Podgorski. Playing the other worst team in the league. Team Maserati Mitch and Jake Finster. Both two and seven. You know what? It's, it was because I named my team Maserati Mitch. Because that just means you're going to break still, down. You don't have like Mitch Trubisky nine. on your team anymore. No, I traded him after like week two. I was like, this is it. It's a joke. It joke's over. Yeah, yeah, it joke's over. And you went on a, on a skid after you traded him. You're not wrong. You know what? I might pick him up right now. You know, I would pick him up team. if I had if I had room to pick him up. The problem is I got everyone on IR. You can only well, have so many players drop, on IR. Drop Calvin Ridley and, and drop. Well, I don't know what if, if he comes back next week. Drop Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's Derrick out. Henry comes, is he out for the he season? He broke his foot. He broke he's his foot. He's out. He's out for the season. And the, the way it's looking, you won't make the playoffs anyway. So I don't think you'll need him. Well, you never know. Actually, no, no, no. Actually, keep him because I don't. I don't want to make the playoffs if someone picks up Derrick Henry and he. He somehow plays. No, wait, hold on. I'm going to make the playoffs. I'm going to make the playoffs. Well, we're getting off topic again, though. So, is that it? Do you want to just on my fence? No, 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 no. Of course not. Of course no not. One wants to listen. No one wants to listen to my misery. We're talking about the Bears and the Rams. We were talking oh, about the Bears and the Rams. Are the Rams better now that they got uh, Beckham? They just lost, didn't they? Yeah, they lost the Titans. They couldn't um, play any worse, right? That was an ugly game for them. Bro, I didn't even get to watch it. 16, 16 points. They gave up 28. Stafford had two picks. Henderson, 55 yards. Yeah, it's an ugly game for the Rams. It was an ugly game for the Rams. But they'll bounce back, I think, this week. And the Rams are in good shape. They're exciting. OBJ adds another exciting component. Now they have Cooper Cup, OBJ, and Robert Woods, and whoever Does else Does OBJ they take over Robert Woods' targets? Or is no, he just no, no, compliments no, 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 no. the third guy? I think, he's, I think compliments. Um, 
because how do you stop you if you can't stop Cooper Cup and you try to stop Cooper Cup, OBJ gets open or Robert Woods is open. It's going to be. But you see what you just did there? You said you stop Cooper Cup, OBJ's open. It already Cooper, sounds like the fans the fans are starting to lean towards OBJ over Robert Woods already. Oh, That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah, probably. But Robert Woods on my fantasy team, so I got to root for him. Um, well, I mean, he, he must be bad then. But I do want to say before we we wrap this up that the Lakers are back. No, they're not, Jake. The Lakers aren't back. And don't try to skip yeah. over my Bears. Like we're not going to talk about the Bears. Well, the Bears had a chance to win. And they smoked it. Bears are back, baby. I don't care. If they How are they back? Out. They lost. Bears are back, Jake. Let me tell you, we got a we got a stud young quarterback who's making every throw he can to save this team. You think Mitch he is did, making? He did look. He did look good. He did look good last week. He definitely showed. He looked great. He's getting better yeah. every week. He is. He, you think with two minutes left, Mitch is taking us down the field, throwing it off his back foot, going left. Absolutely. Not he's yeah, not the guy. Him. Look, the Bears let me throw, are back. Let me throw you some stats. Let me throw, throw you some stats, stats. Here, that no one listening cares about, but throw them out. Just, just why not do it? Oh my God, no one cares about. Come I don't know now. how many Chicago Bears fans there are that listen to this. I'll tell you that much. Highest graded quarterback in Week Nine, Justin Fields, ninety point five. Another stat: Justin Fields. Prime you know time it's bad game when you're doing the that. Quote unquote best defense, right? In the Steelers, who are. Four and six, I think. Roethlisberger's done. They need to drop the quarterback. But he got 336 total yards, touchdown with under two minutes to play. Bears are looking good, man. We got we got a solid future in, in this Justin Fields kid. All I'm going to say is all of his passes, 20, 20 yards or more down the field, right on the money. We, all we got to do, better offensive line, some more playmakers on the outside, Bears are Super back. Bowl. Bears are back. Bears are back. All I know is Rams are losing the first round of the playoffs. All that money they spent, all the draft picks they gave away is going to be a huge waste. We'll see. I'm done. All right, I'm done ranting. I'm done ranting. We'll see. I actually disagree with you. I feel like this is the year that if there was ever a year for a team to kind of buy everybody and then win, it's probably – it feels like this year. It feels pretty open. For the Rams? It feels pretty open right now, well, honestly. Let's hope that they didn't show too much against Tennessee with we'll no see. Derrick Henry. I mean, they're 7-2. and two. Yeah, the Bears are 3-6. and six. <laughs> We're going nowhere. All right, all right, all right. let's talk about the Lakers. Let's talk about the Lakers. Go ahead. Say, say Lakers are back. Lakers never left. Give me, give me your, give me a reason why LeBron's not going to play until uh, a couple more weeks. Yeah, though. dude. All I, I just got to talk about. I don't even know what I'm saying about the Lakers. I haven't watched that much, but I want to talk about the one game I did watch recently because it was probably the funniest game I've ever watched. They've been uh, they in a close the, game every game this season. They played the Hornets. Okay, I don't know if anybody listening yep. watched this. I think we're up ten. I think it's in the fourth quarter, and I think there was a maybe this is out of sync or out of rhythm, but the out of what actually happened. Um, but I think there was a delay of game warning. Somehow, like, I think there was a foul on LaMelo Ball. So it was two shots. And yep. I think the Lakers, like, did something to delay the game. So it was a technical. Then Carmelo, oh my God, got, I saw it. Yeah, I saw Carmelo it. <laughs> got a technical arguing with the ref. And I could overhear him saying, don't yell at me. Like, don't talk to me like that. And then I overheard Russ saying the same shit to the same ref. And he got technical. He got technical. So then LaMelo hit, I think he hit five free throws. Wait, didn't Frank Vogel get a, get a technical too? I don't remember. I was. I just remember it went from a ten point game to five, and I remember being like, "What is happening?" They're trying to give it away. I also remember Rondo was in the game. Okay, Rondo plays twelve minutes. Rondo has eight assists. Rondo is setting up AD beautifully. He's finding every open guy ever, and it looks beautiful. Now I don't know if him and Terry Rozier have beef or bad blood from past games. I don't know, but you can already kind of see that like Rondo doesn't really like him. He was kind of doing like little things when he would like go down. He like kind of walked over him at one point when he like went, I forget what happened. I think Rondo fouled him. Then Rondo like 
looked like he was playing the ball, but also looked like he just didn't care if he got ball and smacked him upside the head and walked away. Like, I, I don't know what he was thinking. And he got thrown out. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> he, the whole momentum shifted. Rondo just Was said, it late in the game? It. Dude, I think it was in the first half, honestly. I think it was second quarter or like third quarter, but they were going, they were up by double digits. And Rondo yeah. just smacked his dude in the head for no reason. And I'm look, if he was going for the ball, really, like, okay. Terry Rozier moved the ball down and away from Rondo, and Rondo still had full vision of it and just smacked him and didn't show any like remorse. When he went down, wasn't like my bad, my bad. Just like kind of stood over walking. him and walked away. It was like, what the hell is going on? So I'm watching <laughs> all of that. Well, uh, Melo has to score like 29 points for us to win. This was also yeah. the game where he wore a Bristol sweatsuit um, yeah, to course. the game. So, is, yeah, naturally. good luck, Charlie. You should keep wearing it. Yeah, but I, again, I just was like, I cannot believe. And it went to overtime. I couldn't believe what I watched. It was very entertaining, but for all the wrong reasons. I just, I, I don't the know. Showtime Lakers happen. are back. Didn't Westbrook hit a game winner that game? Or like a game that sealed it? The shot that sealed I it? I think so. Yeah, I think so. But yeah. I, Showtime I, Lakers are back. I'm enjoying it. I just feel like there's some weird. Something weird is going on. Like I can't imagine this is the same full roster um, after the trade deadline. I can't either. All I'm going to say is this Lakers team is freaking awesome, and I I hate and love watching them play. They play really bad basketball. They do. They really do. They do. I, I, they you guys played the Grizzlies, and and John Morant missed the free throw to tie it to win or to tie it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like 12 seconds left, it comes off a screen. Kent Bazemore obviously fouls him. I mean, it's not even like, it's not even reviewable. He obviously fouls him. Yeah. And gives him a chance to like maybe free throws. And time and time again, the Lakers are like making like mistakes that this old team shouldn't be making. Like it's like one of their strengths should be like IQ and experience. Yeah. And they, like you said, they get four technicals in a row to make it a ball game again. And, and, and watching this team, I, I don't know. And then when they, some of the games they've lost, Guys will go in the press conference and be like, you know, we don't have our alpha dog LeBron out there. But, you know, they've lost to Thunder twice while being up 20 in both games. And, like, I don't really – I don't know if you need LeBron to to win no, both you, these games. You like, should. I don't, know. I, don't I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm – hey, I'm, I'm rooting for our boy, Austin Reeves. I'm, I'm hoping yeah, he no, just keeps he's, killing it. I'm glad he's carved out a niche on the team. Yeah, no, he he's doing his thing, man. He plays hard. He definitely plays hard. And he's in there at crunch time, so – uh, shows that they believe in him. All right, man. Well, appreciate you taking the time to do this. Good luck on Tuesday, Absolutely. and we'll and we'll link up soon. We'll catch up soon. Yeah, we got to chop it up all the time, man. I know. All right, man. Good luck. Talk to you soon. All right, bear. go Bears. Bear down. Go Bears. This podcast is presented by Bristol Studio. Sound editing by Rashad Allen. Music by James Grissom. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.